It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day. But because of the holiday season, we are not having shows the next couple of Fridays. Last Friday, Christmas Eve did not have one. We'll not have one again here this Friday on New Year's Eve, which means that we'll do our weekly Friday mailbag on a Wednesday yet again. So go ahead and get those questions into me by following me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you can either at me or DM me whatever questions that you have as they pertain to your Carolina Panthers. Also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, please. And also, you can follow us on Spotify and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there. Yet another Sunday where I'm wondering what on earth did I just watch from the Carolina Panthers as they get blown out at home by the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers 32-6 to in the home finale here of the 2021 season. It's frustrating. It's... In a way, sickening, and I'm sure a lot of y'all are disgusted by the performance by this team yet again. And let's kind of start here. Just finished watching the press conferences from Matt Rule, Sam Darnold, who once again gave you absolutely nothing other than I got to do my job, Shaq Thompson, Cam Newton, and didn't really care to hear what Brian Burns had to say. Congratulations to him getting onto the Pro Bowl something that I thought would happen this season. I was actually a little bit surprised to see it, but good for Brian. But I think I'd heard enough in terms of just the emotions and the feeling and frustration surrounding this football team right now. And everyone across the city, across the region, and across the world, whoever's a Carolina Panther fan, all feels the same and knows that what we've seen through 16 weeks and 15 games is just not good enough. And Matt Rule said it. Cam Newton said it. Shaq Thompson said it. And Shaq really kind of illustrated this before Cam got to the podium on Sunday afternoon following the loss to Tampa and talked about the frustration. And he was asked about the boos and the fire rule chant. And he said, what about the frustration of the players? The guys who go out there every day and put in all this time and work and effort throughout the week and the offseason, the blood, sweat, and tears, and this to be the result that they get. And Matt Rule talked about it. He understands He's keenly aware of how frustrated everyone is here in Carolina. He believes a hundred, what, a thousand percent that the process is working. He apologized to the fans. He mentioned that when David Tepper hired him, that he wanted things to be done the right way and that it was going to take time and that he wanted Matt Rule to build this with young players. And sometimes young players aren't ready to win games in year one and year two and that they have to grow, they have to develop. And Matt Rule believes in his process. And we hear so much about this being process-oriented and people are sick and tired of hearing it. You want to see the results. He reiterated time and time again, it takes time to build. He sees the frustration. He knows what y'all are saying. 
He sees when y'all tweet at him and at him on Twitter, and he knows that you booed him, that you're booing the decision to put in Sam Darnold. We'll get into that here also. He heard the fire rule chance. He gets it. And he makes interesting references to Jay-Z and his rise and how long it took for him to get to where he is now. And also just talking about when they were building things and tearing things down by letting Cam Newton go and seeing Luke Kuechly out the door and and Greg Olson go out the door and James Bradbury walk in free agency and Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just looking at the empty room and no one being there and having to build things. And you hate to hear that because you're like, okay, this guy thinks he's Jay-Z now. And come on, you didn't have to get rid of everybody from those teams. You didn't have to get rid of Cam. You didn't have to get rid of Greg. You could have re-signed James Bradbury, especially when back in 2020, the cornerback position was such an issue for the Carolina Panthers. You didn't have to do all that. And you want to see the results. And Cam Newton is someone who has been a controversial figure, a beloved figure, and someone who just makes people plain stupid sometimes. And uh, hat tip to get Darren Gant of Panthers.com who came up with the Cam Newton makes people stupid. I'll never understand the folks out there who don't appreciate Cam Newton for all that he did for this organization and for this city, whether it's been on the field or off the field in his charitable works. Listening to him on Sunday, I don't think I've ever listened to Cam and heard him have as much perspective as he's had. And it made you feel in a way that he was kind of having a retirement speech and he said, I'm not retiring. I want to make it sound like that. And he's not necessarily worried about the future and what's going to happen. But this is probably Cam Newton's last home game in a Carolina Panthers uniform. And he went on to talk about just how let down he is to not be able to get a win and to not have been able to win and turn things around here in Carolina. Since he's came back here for the second go around, he understands that the challenge that he, he walked into and he admitted that he's still learning the offense. And he also spoke about the players of the past, the Greg Olsons and the Thomas Davises, the Luke Keekleys, the, the Josh Normans, the Charles Johnsons the KK Shorts, and all those guys who understood what it meant to keep pounding and who, under Ron Rivera, for those four out of five seasons, took the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs, the heights that they had never reached before into that 15-1 season that so bitterly ended in disappointment there in Santa Clara when they lost to the Broncos. This organization means a great deal to Cam Newton, and it means a great deal to everybody who steps out on that field. And it means a great deal to Matt Rule. As much as you might not like him right now and you want him gone and you don't think he's cut out for the job, it means a lot to these guys. And they lay it all out on the line every single week. So I just want us to keep that perspective. While being frustrated, that's fine. But the one thing I just don't like and I really don't want to tolerate is the incendiary things that we see week in and week out from a lot of people, at least the fan base who takes part in the cesspool that's Twitter.com and the spaces and telling the coach he needs to S your D because they didn't win a football game. I mean, come on. I, and being passionate and not being apathetic is important. I've always felt like the Carolina Panthers, like when I did this podcast, I wanted to do it because I always knew the Carolina Panther fans were a passionate bunch and that they cared a great deal about this organization, this team, and they just never got the credit that they deserved. And they never got the publicity and the media coverage that they deserve. And I felt like if I could come here and do a good job, that I knew I could have a loyal following and that Panther fans would appreciate the work that I did and appreciate this team. But sometimes we just got to chill out. We got to recognize it's just a damn game. And your livelihood is not on the line. And yeah, you might be embarrassed to watch this team. But no one's more frustrated than Matt Rule. And Cam Newton especially, a guy who's put out everything on the line throughout his career for this team, for this organization, for this city. Recognize that. 
recognize how much it sucks for these guys. And Cam also go went out there and said that the last time he checked, Matt Rule doesn't play. And that Cam said, I wasn't good enough. And that there's so many areas that were not good enough. And Matt Rule brought up the areas and how they need to make improvements this offseason through free agency and through the draft. And we very well know all the spots that need to change and that need to be fixed if Matt Rule is going to have success moving forward. And Jason Lockenfor of CBSSports.com put out an article on Sunday morning talking about that's very likely that Matt Rule will be returning, which is not news at all. Jonathan Jones, who also works for the same publication, has been here in Charlotte before as the Observer Beat reporter for the Carolina Panthers. He's been mentioning for weeks now that Matt Rule is going to come back. Fast I Hurt of Carolina Blitz has mentioned this. Anyone, if you listen, if you wanted to listen, has said that Matt Rule is going to get a third year, that things have to change this offseason. But don't act like these guys don't care because they absolutely do and know it's not good enough. And they all recognize that. And I recognize it, you recognize it, and we're all sick and tired of watching the same crap here in Carolina. And either you believe it's going to get better, or you think that bringing back Matt Rule is going to be the end of the world, and the Carolina Panthers are going to be an embarrassment, and they'll never recover. Yeah, I get emotional. Yeah, maybe I go over the top sometimes. There's nothing more over the top than thinking that because the Carolina Panthers are losing football games for 5-10 and 10, that like, your world is ending. It's not. There will be better days. Will they happen under Matt Rule? I don't know. I'm not that confident, but David Tepper came in and he talked about going through the growing pains, and that wasn't going to happen in year one. He'd love for it to happen in year one. He wasn't sure whether it happened in year two, but he was going to hire a guy who he believed could build this organization from the ground up and that he was going to give him the time and he wanted to build a sustained success and that it required a certain level of patience. I would certainly say to David Tepper, maybe take your own advice When you look at the quarterback position, there was no patience given to Teddy Bridgewater. And because of that, you have one of the worst situations in the NFL with Sam Darnold and then throwing out a beloved figure in Cam Newton and then bringing him into this quarterback roulette, merry-go-round, carousel, however you want to describe it. But also the fan base has to be patient. Not everyone in the NFL can win. Cincinnati thought that Zach Taylor was a was a bum, shouldn't have got the job. The only reason he got the job because he had lunch with Sean McVay one time. Gets a quarterback, Joe Burrow. Last year, there's some flashes. This year, the Bengals are in first place of the AFC North, the toughest division in football. So it's going to take time. And I don't sit here, and I'm not necessarily pleased by what I saw again on Sunday, and I'm tired of it, the effort. And Matt Rule says the effort's there, that these guys are playing hard, but I'm sick and tired of not seeing the results. But he says they'll come. We will see. But there are certainly things to be frustrated about and that you should absolutely crush Matt Rule on. We'll get into that in just a moment as the quarterback carousel is completely ridiculous and out of control, and it really makes you question whether Matt Rule knows what the hell he's doing. We'll get into that here in just a moment. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry mint brownie, cherry double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavors at family parties because people are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. 
be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'll say this to anyone out there. If you didn't watch Cam Newton's press conference, you really should go back there on the Panthers Twitter page at Panthers, of course, and go check out the 17 minutes of what Cam had to say. I think there was only about three or four questions, and it's just Cam talking about his entire career in Carolina and just the frustration that he feels and it's going to take time and offering some sort of hope and explanation for what's gone on here over the last five, six weeks since he's been back in Carolina and what happened in the past and what do you hope to see for the Charlotte community, Mecklenburg County and throughout the region and throughout the world for all Carolina Panthers fans and a passionate fan base that was booing on Sunday and and honestly, rightfully so, in my opinion. And Matt Rule said after the game that he's from the Philly area, that he, he doesn't mind the booing, that he gets it. Fans should boo if they're not performing at the level that they should, that they should be criticized and that they need to be better. And at least he can take it. And I've always looked at Charlotte as being a pretty easy town to play in. You know, yeah, fans care, but it's not like you got the tabloids you got to deal with in New York, which made things here for Sam Darnold a little bit easier. And you don't have this massive media core that's super incendiary and always calling for coaches' heads, even though there are plenty of people I think that are skeptical of Matt Rule. I haven't seen an article from The Observer or The Athletic or anywhere um, at any reputable places that have talked about Matt Rule should be fired. They've certainly questioned whether Matt Rule is the right guy for the job, but no one's come out and just been like, oh, Matt Rule's a buffoon. The guy needs to get out of town. He's ruining the organization. Haven't heard any of that. One thing that does make you question Matt Rule and whether he actually is the right guy for this job is just the way he's handled the quarterback position. We knew going into Sunday's game that we're going to both see Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. Christmas Day, Merry Christmas to all Panther fans out there. The Carolina Panthers have activated Sam Darnold off of IR. And he was going to play on Sunday. We knew that was going to be the case. In weeks past, we've also heard Matt Rule talk about P.J. Walker would get some snaps. And that was the plan, to have a two-quarterback system to maximize the talents of both P.J. Walker and Cam Newton. The games where Cam Newton played well enough, we did not see P.J. Walker. And I also felt today, if Cam Newton played well enough, that we would not see Sam Darnold. But he throws a horrible pick on that second drive, and you knew right then and there, the next drive, you were going to see Sam Darnold. Sam comes in. Holds on to the ball too long, but is able to move out of the pocket. Hit Shai Smith for a 63-yard passing play. Get to the red zone. And then for whatever reason, Matt Rule's like, all right, put in Cam Newton. I get it. Cam Newton, best red zone threat, short yardage threat in the NFL over the, his career, last 10 seasons. Sam Darnold's also a guy who had five rushing touchdowns early on this season. So it's not like he's not capable. And then why disrupt the rhythm of quarterback who just came in for the first time all game and made a big play? Why take him out of that game and then have came in there for two plays, one a run, another one a throw out to the flat, and then third and ten, okay, Sam Darnold come in and try and make a play. Like, what is that? 
I get that Matt Rule thinks that. I, I mean, I I get in terms of I hear what they're saying. Do I understand it? No. That Matt Rule believes, and this is what Cam Newton also said, that the best way for the team to win on Sunday against Tampa Bay, which was never going to happen, was for them to play both Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. Something that we always knew from the start would be disastrous. Matt wanted to see Cam, but he also wanted to see Sam. And Cam came out, moved the ball down the field, had the team position to score. They didn't capitalize, kick a field goal. Comes out second drive, throws a bad pick. Comes out the first drive of the third quarter, moves the team down the field. They don't capitalize. So it's just, what are we doing here? I've said that the most prudent thing for the Carolina Panthers was to get as good of a look at Cam Newton as they could. And for me, if Matt Rule is at this point in the season and he does not think that Cam Newton is the guy for them moving forward, and that's assuming Matt Rule's going to be back, and he certainly at his press conference on Sunday sounded like a guy who felt like he was going to be back here in Carolina next year, that he was not worried about his job security, that he believed in what David Tepper told him, that he would have the time to build an organization. If that's what David Tepper said at a podium back in January 2020, he should still feel that today. That's my opinion. That's what I've said to y'all the last couple weeks, whether you like it or not. If David Tepper believes that Matt Rule is a program builder, he's not going to build things in just two years. It's not going to happen overnight and instantly like every single, well, seemingly fan on Twitter wants to happen. That is the minority, the vocal minority, but that is the minority of Panther fans out there. And I'm sure there are plenty of Panther fans who aren't on Twitter.com, who aren't on social media, who don't like Matt Rule and want to see him gone. But there's also, I'm sure, plenty of them who are fine with Matt Rule and want to give him an opportunity to try and correct things this offseason. And I just, out of principle, you know, feel the same way, even though I just seriously, I'd seriously doubt at this point whether uh, Matt Rule can get things done. But give an opportunity, let the process work, and see if you get the results. And if you don't get the results over time, then you have to move on. But you're just not going to get the results by doing this. Put one quarterback in, take the other quarterback out. They have all this money wrapped into Sam Darnold next year. Sam Darnold will be on the roster. He'll be the backup quarterback. They'll have to find another starter if they won't have any sort of success in 2022 under Matt Rule. If you feel like Sam Darnold is your starting quarterback, and Matt Rule didn't want to answer this question for all the game, who would start next week on the road in New Orleans. If you feel like Sam Darnold's your starting quarterback, then just start Sam and be done with it. If you're going to start Cam Newton, in what's likely to be his last home game here in Charlotte. And Cam didn't want to talk about Matt Rule didn't really say he, – he said he put didn't put Cam out there for a curtain call because Cam's a competitor and he just didn't feel like that was something that Cam would want. Maybe the fans want it, but they also want Cam Newton back there getting beat up. And Mark Sanchez, who's a USC alum, just like Sam Darnold sitting back there, just grimacing and asking why is Sam Darnold out there taking all the shots? What's going on here? You know, his fellow Trojan, who was a first-round pick, who turned out to be a failed starting quarterback in the NFL with the Jets and now here in Carolina. Mark Sanchez couldn't bear to watch Sam Darnold go out there and take all these shots. Matt Rule said he saw some good things from Sam, that he appreciated his mental toughness walking out out of the game or into the game when fans were booing him and wanting Cam Newton out there instead. But if Matt Rule feels like Sam Darnold won healthy as his starter, then just play Sam Darnold and be done with it. If you're going to start Cam Newton, start him and be done with it. Unless you get to a point where you think that Cam Newton is not allowing you to win the game. And Cam throwing the interception gave Matt Rule the opportunity to make the decision that he always wanted to make. Matt did not want Cam. He wanted Sam Darnold for whatever reason, and that's his guy. So moving forward, either play Sam or play Cam. If you want to put in Cam, you can put him in on 
goal line situations. Like, I'm not saying first and goal from the nine. If it's first and goal from the two or the three, put him in. But other than that, either play him the whole time or play Sam the whole time and Cam in the right situations. Stop doing this quarterback carousel. It's not working. It's not good for anyone. Sam says, yeah, I've done it back in the past before. Cam said he's going to swallow his pride. He's not going to complain about the rhythm and all that kind of stuff, that none of it matters. you got to do your job. But we all know that if you don't have – if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. And it does not work, and it looks like a complete calamity clown show in a National Football League. And to be here in week 16 of a season in your second year and be doing this is embarrassing on all fronts. So while, yes, Matt Rule's right, it takes time. The quarterback position, a situation you think you would try to be masking, he makes even more of a mockery of it every single week, and I hope we don't have to see that again next week when they head down to New Orleans. All right, a few more closing thoughts, some stats, a um, few positives, and what the hell is Robbie Anderson doing? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march toward the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new website or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Offensive line, without a doubt, is one of the key position groups that needs to be addressed this offseason. The Panthers addressed the defense over the last two offseasons, and particularly in 2020 with the seven defensive draft picks in that draft class, and then this past year by bringing in guys like Hassan Reddick and A.J. Bouye, and then throughout the season by trading for Stephon Gilmore and C.J. Henderson also, who missed a ton of tackles out there today and so far has not really shown much for the Carolina Panthers that gives you a ton of hope and excitement about what he can do here in Carolina. It was back then when Scott Fitter traded for him, giving up a third-round pick in this upcoming year's draft, 2022. And Dan Arnold sending him over there to Jacksonville to get C.J. Henderson a fifth-round pick. He talked about how that was a move for the future. And hopefully, with a full offseason and a greater understanding of this defense, that C.J. Henderson can play better next year. But he was awful today. Let's just be honest. He was awful, and... Also, the cornerback position is something that had a ton of depth going into the season. And even when you added guys like Henderson and Stephon Gilmore, who went out with a groin injury in the third quarter, Panthers at a point in time were out there playing C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, a six-round pick out of Washington, a former seventh-round pick in Stan Thomas Oliver, and then a practice squad guy in Madre Harper, who was elevated to the active roster for this game. Dante Jackson, A.J. Bouye, and J.C. Horn already out for the season on IR, and 
I don't know, it was a non-contact injury with Stephon Gilmore, and typically those don't turn out to be great. I'm not going to speculate here, but um, I might be, I would be surprised if that's the uh, if we see Stephon Gilmore again the rest of the season, and that might also be the last time we ever see him in a Carolina Panthers uniform as he's a guy who's at the twilight of his career. Very good player, even though I don't think he did the greatest of jobs on Antonio Brown today. Neither did anyone out there, actually, with the Carolina Panthers, which was frustrating that the Bucks were without Fournette and without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Levante David and Jason Pierre-Paul and Antoine Winfield Jr. They lose, um, they, use, they lose Shaq Barrett right before the half to a knee injury, and the Buccaneers' injuries have added up, and they have guys out on COVID list, and still they win by 26 points on the road and wrap up their first NFC South division title since 2007. It's just embarrassing to see a team with all those sort of injuries that can still come into Carolina and kick the Panthers' ass at home. And that just tells you just how far away the Carolina Panthers are, and Matt Rule said we're just not there yet. And they certainly are not there yet on the offensive line as they gave up seven sacks again today. Darnold was sacked four times. Cam Newton was sacked three times. The Panthers also started their 11th combination of offensive linemen. They had to start Sam Tecklenburg at center after Pat Elfline went out on the COVID list. And boy, boy, oh boy, man. It's just, it's so frustrating to see the issues that this team has had on the offensive line just continue week in and week out. And they got to fix it. Like, they have to fix it. And Matt Rule knows it. They got to address it through the draft and not having those draft picks, which you would love to have that third rounder instead of C.J. Henderson right now. They need it. And you would love to have a second-round pick instead of Sam Darnold right now. But that's just not the case. Like, they're going to have to fix that, and that's something to point out there. So, again, as I mentioned, injuries, you're just not going to have success if you have 11 different starting combinations in 15 games. And even if they were healthy, they weren't going to play well. I will give a hat tip a little bit to Brady Christensen. Haven't seen what Pro Football Focus or Football Outsiders, any of those nerd websites have said about his performance. And I'm sure someone will ask on Monday about his performance when talking to Matt Rule um, after he watches the film. He was lined up on Shaq Barrett throughout the first half, and I think he did a fairly good job from what I was watching at left tackle as he's filling in for Cam Irving. And I know a lot of y'all want to see him there at left tackle. It doesn't instantly mean that he's going to be an upgrade, but you drafted him, and Matt Rule talked about you having to draft and develop and that being key to trying to build these teams and trying to get to where he wants to go and also want to have give these guys time. Last two weeks, there's no reason why Brady Christensen shouldn't be starting at left tackle. Cam Irving is very clearly not the answer there. It's time. You're 5-10. and 10, You're officially eliminated from the playoffs. If there was ever a time to start playing the young guys, it's now. When you're officially out of it, put them, don't then play the young guys. If you're still in it, technically, mathematically, then yes, still try to win the games. And yes, you're going to still want to win the next couple weeks against Tampa and, and New Orleans. You don't want to finish 5-12 and 12 and having lost seven in a row, whatever the hell it will be. You want to win those games. But we need to see more out of Brady Christensen here the last two weeks at left tackle. Seriously. Um, some other things. Jeremy Chin, he now has over 100 tackles for the second straight season. The only players in Panthers history who have done that are John Beeson and a future Hall of Famer Luke Keekley. Both started their careers with back-to-back 100 uh, tackle seasons. And that just proves you right there is a player in Jeremy Chin who is going to be a solid foundation in this defense, a young player who's making plays, who's going to help this team win in the future. And hopefully, if things work out under Matt Rule. We will see, of course. So that proves that they know at least how to draft and develop certain players like Jeremy Chin, DJ Moore, who is a holdover from the last regime, but a young player who's still one of the team leaders moving forward, had another 1,000-yard receiving season for the third straight season. Only Steve Smith and Greg Olson have ever done that in Panthers history. Greg Olson, by far the best tight end the Carolina Panthers have ever had, and Steve Smith, the best wide receiver. And Steve Smith also said on draft night when the Carolina Panthers drafted DJ Moore that they had finally found a replacement for him. After the last three seasons, we've certainly seen that added DJ despite having to deal with 
a broken Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Kyle Allen, Will Greer as the starting quarterbacks. And there was a, a graphic put up there by Fox on the broadcast with Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez that was pointing out just the different starting quarterbacks the Panthers have had since 2019 by record. It's the second most starting quarterbacks in the NFL since 2019. The Panthers having six, while the Washington football team has eight. And funny enough, one of those guys, Kyle Allen, has also started a game with the Washington football team as Ron Rivera is now the head coach up there. So there's some positive. Jeremy Chen, DJ Moore, being able to hit those milestones again this season. Now, one thing I'll point out, too, Robbie Anderson has not had a great year at all. He gets the extension. The last couple weeks, he's been more part of the offense. Great game. At least the best game of the year against Atlanta a couple weeks ago. But the celebrations when they're down 26 points on the Bucs sideline, when you get a first down with like two and a half minutes left, and you're dropping the ball and you're celebrating on their sideline. And he had another one, I think a drive before when you're down, they're down 19 or 26, whatever it was at that point, and you're celebrating. What is that? Like, that's clown behavior, man. Like, congratulations on the engagement. Congratulations on the money that you have here. Life-changing stuff and whatever. But to see that and to hear about process, like, that's the kind of guy, when you see that kind of behavior, that you just don't feel like you can build around, in my opinion. And, yeah, he's been around with Matt Rule before and that he knows what it takes. At least he's been there at Temple. When I look at Robbie Anderson doing stuff like that, I just don't really want him around here in Carolina. And I just look at that, too, and just think, why? what a mistake it was to give him that extension. Because he had drops this year, was emotional, rightfully so, but some of the stuff that you don't really need to see playing out on the sidelines at times. And in this, just hasn't been a good year for Robbie Anderson at all. And he's going to have to do a lot of work this offseason. Because right now, I'm, I'm pretty out on Robbie Anderson. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Certainly, he's misunderstood as what Cam Newton said. And him and Cam have a great rapport. And he spoke up this week and said that Cam should get a second opportunity in Carolina. Sure, I'd rather see Cam get a second chance here again than to watch Robbie Anderson play football here after celebrating and having a terrible season, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So that's one of the, that's some of the stuff that we talk about the process and you're trying to build that you just can't have. And maybe I'm making too much of it. I, I just I hated watching that. I did, and I, and I hated watching a lot of things that we saw today. But I really appreciated the message from Cam Newton after the game, the message from Shaq Thompson, really the awareness that Matt Rule has that things need to change here in Carolina. Are they going to change this week? No. Are they going to change next week? No. The season's lost. The next two weeks, I'll be watching the games. I'll be doing the podcast. I'll be talking about it. Please stay here on Lockdown Panthers. Keep listening. I appreciate the support I get from all of y'all, and I appreciate the Christmas wishes and everyone who's appreciated all the work that I do, but I really can't do it unless you guys are here listening, and thank you so much for the interaction and for all of that. And I know you don't agree with everything I say. I don't agree with a lot of things that y'all say, and that's, that's just kind of the give and take that we have here. But I respect the opinions of the fans, and I respect the work ethic these get, the players and the coaches put out there. It needs to be better. There will be changes. I've said that time and time again to you the last month or so as there's been all this heat from the fan base, at least the ones on Twitter, and I guess in the stands again today who are chanting fire rule. Things got to get better. Absolutely. And I'm not pleased with what's happening, and I'm sick and tired of talking about a losing football team, and I want to go back to the playoffs. I want to be sitting here and, and being joyous and having these fun party podcasts after the game like we've had after Arizona, like we had after Houston in week three. But right now, this is where the Carolina Panthers are at. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to like it. But let's all at least keep it all in perspective. So that's going to wrap up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure, to, again, to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and 
all of the other great podcasting platforms out there. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, typically, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. This week, we'll be doing it on Wednesday, as there will be no show on New Year's Eve, as I'll be watching the playoff, enjoying, you know, bringing in a new year, whatever the hell people like to do on those nights. So make sure to at me or DM me by Wednesday or really by Tuesday, whatever questions that you have as they pertain to Carolina Panthers already getting DMs like what the hell did I just watch on Sunday? I don't know, man. It was a calamity of errors and the same crap I've been watching pretty much the entirety of the season outside of the first three weeks of the year. I'm tired of it, but the season is almost over. Effectively, it is over as they're five and 10 eliminated from the NFC playoff race. They were already out of it anyway at the last couple weeks. Tiebreakers would not allow the Carolina Panthers to win get in if even if they had the right kind of record so there we are monday we'll hear from matt rule and we'll react to it so on tuesday make sure to check out that show as carolina panthers will look ahead to their second matchup against new orleans saints who they slapped around in week two saints also dealing with some COVID issues so we'll see how things line up as they get ready to head to the superdome next sunday afternoon until then take care and i will talk to y'all on tuesday Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.